Hello, this is the Unspoken Life of the Military Wife podcast. I'm your host, Allison. I'm a wife and mom of two little girls and two fur babies and a 20-year mill spouse veteran. So you know I have seen some things. This podcast is about creating connection and community while we navigate this crazy military life. Each week, I'll bring you practical tips and tactics, like how exactly do I pack out my house? What do I say to my kids when they're crying because daddy is gone again? And how do I make it through a deployment without losing my mind? And how the heck do I find and keep a job when we move every two to three years? We're gonna get into all the things. Look, I've seen and done a lot, but I don't have all the answers. So this isn't a look at me, I have it all figured out podcast. It's a come with me and we can figure it out together podcast. The military lifestyle is often very lonely and isolating. So let's build a community that moves with you wherever you go. Welcome to the unspoken life of the military wife. We're talking to, to Kim Peace today. Kim is a Air Force wife, and she wrote a book with her husband about PCSing with kids. It's called It's Time to Say Goodbye. And I wanted to bring her on the show. I thought I'm trying to theme. I like themes, if you haven't noticed. And so the month of May is kind of all around moving. And I thought, you know, I've already done episodes on moving. So I thought, how can we, you know, do something a little bit different? And I think that moving with kids is a challenge. It's a big challenge. And I think that, that this book is a great resource that I want other military spouses to know about out there. So welcome to the show, Kim. Happy to have you here. Thank you you for inviting me. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. Okay. So just kind of give us a brief overview of what your military career has been like so far, you know, where have you lived and fun stuff like that. Okay. My husband's been active duty air force for 13 years, a little over 13 years. He joined right after we got married. I mean, we're very newlyweds. We have four kids, ages from 12 to three. So my kids are pretty young and there's a lot of them. We've been stationed in Cheyenne, Wyoming and Tampa, Florida, which was awesome. We loved Florida. And San Antonio, Texas. And now we're at Joint Base Elmendorf, Richardson in Alaska. For the whole ride, my husband was enlisted for eight years and went to school for eight years while he was active duty. And then... He commissioned a few years ago and changed jobs. So we've been on both sides of the military, the enlisted side and the officer side. And so it's been a whirlwind. I Yeah, for sure. So tell me a little bit about what your life has looked like as a military spouse, like career-wise. Did you have a career before you got married or did you just go into like mom role, which I totally get and moving around all the time. That's a lot. Four kids, mom and four kids while you're moving around. That's a lot. And then kind of how it, you came to write this book. Okay. So I, me and my husband met when we were young. I got married at 19. My husband was 22. I think he was 22. I don't know. Anyway, so I was going to school to be a medical assistant. And when I graduated, it was like 2008 recession time. And we got married in 2008. So it's all kind of the same time. And like nobody was hiring, all that. So my husband joined the Air Force. I kept looking for a job while he was at basic training and tech school and all that. And then, surprise, we got pregnant pretty early in our marriage. By the time we got to our first duty station, I was like four or five months pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, well, I guess we're just going to stay home. I mean, my husband's three, you know, what am I going to do with this baby? So I, I've been a stay-at-home mom the entire time, running kids here and there. When we mm-hmm. were in Florida, he was gone all the time. He had mm-hmm. a job there where it was 
constantly coming and going. So it's just easier for me to just stay home and be with the kids. Mm-hmm. And so now three of my kids are in school. I still have one at home. So maybe when the youngest goes back to gets into school, I'll look into getting a job or volunteering more or whatever. But for now, my life is just kids all the time. Yeah, I get it. I get it. That's how we've been as well. It's like, well, I, like we were talking about before you started recording is Michael and I have been married. It'll be 20 years this summer. And for, we didn't have our girls until we've been married for 10 years. So for, I, so in that time I was able to have my career. Luckily I was able to kind of bounce back and forth with what I did. So I had 10 years of my career before we had our girls. And then I, I kind of made like a hard pivot, which I think is like the motto of a male spouse, right? Pivot, 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 especially when it comes to careers. And so now I'm in fitness and I've been doing that for a while because it's very flexible. I can teach classes when the girls are in school. You know what I mean? Because I'm in the same way. Michael, he's either, his assignment is either he's traveling all the time or he's working crazy, ridiculous hours. That's how it is. So I have to be available all the time for the girls, take them to school, pick them up from school. They have random days off, whatever. I totally get it because it's a pain in the neck. How did you end up writing a children's book? (laughs) Okay. So 2018, we just had our last baby and we were up in the middle of the night feeding her. And we had, we lived on base in San Antonio. We lived in a cul-de-sac and we had 18 kids from the cul-de-sac and like, It was the type of neighborhood where your kids go outside all day and they just play and play and play. They come in, mom, I want lunch. You make them a lunch and you send them out the door with their lunch to go outside and eat with their friends. And so we were laying in bed that night, one night, and my husband's like, oh my gosh, we're going to have to move someday. The kids are not going to have this cul-de-sac anymore. Like, and he was just so sad about it. And I was like, well, they'll be fine. You know, he's like, no, oh my gosh, we're just ruining our kids' lives and blah, blah, blah. So then we started talking and he just started writing down this little poem. And I was like, well, you need to change this or, you know, let's add this to it. And he's like, maybe we should publish this. And I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. And so we shoved it in a drawer for a few years and then we PCS and my kids had an awful time. You know, it was COVID. It was all that. So they had to say goodbye to their friends. And then we moved here and like everything was locked down. And Mm -hmm. so they didn't have the opportunity to make new friends. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe we should publish that book. Maybe we should publish that poem and make it into a children's book. And so we kind of toyed with the idea. And finally, uh, I think it was like November of last year. Yeah. Uh, I was like, maybe we should publish that book again. So we looked for an illustrator again and everything just kind of fell into place. I'm like, okay, I think it's time. I think it's time we put it out there. And just to have a resource for our kids, other kids, and my kids are having a hard time. Uh, there's going to be a lot of other kids who are having a hard sure. time. And yeah. I mean, moving is never easy for kids and they have no control. They, I mean, they didn't choose, you know what? I, I want to be a military family. You know, they mm-hmm. kind of just got thrown into it or born into it. Mm-hmm. So that was our inspiration for the book. I like it. So when you, just because, so one of the things that I like to do 
on the podcast, because I know that careers are so hard for military spouses is I like to get into the nuts and bolts of stuff just so that if someone else is like, Hey, I have an idea for something. I want to write a book or I want to do something. Can we pick apart just a little bit that process? You said your husband, like you tag teamed this poem, Uh right? And then you said you found an illustrator. What does that look like? Like you went on like Fiverr, like what Upwork, like what, where did you find it? Yeah. I don't, my husband found him, but he just went online looking for illustrators illustrators and this website of like oh here's illustrators you can hire kind of thing okay and he's like why does this guy's work so we reached out to his secretary I guess you want to call it (laughs) and said hey this is what we're kind of interested in would would Scott be interested and she's like I'll reach out to him and kind of find out Scott Burroughs was a military brat himself and he grew up with his dad of the military so he's like oh I'm totally interested in this Okay. So we took it and ran with it. And I think he had our like all of the drawings done within like two months, which is crazy fast. Yeah. And then we self-published through Amazon because I don't have a ton of money, you know, not cheap. And so we're like, okay, let's go the cheaper route because I don't have tons of money to just drop on things like that. So how did you guys, how did you guys decide to self-publish vice finding a publisher? What is, what is the difference between those two? You got to pay a lot of more money. You have to, so if if someone, if you want to get a publisher to publish your book, you have to come out of pocket for that. Really? Oh, wow. Oh, I had no idea. They'll be able to get your book into like Walmart, Target, Barnes and Noble, Sure. Where if we self-publish through Amazon, it is only available on Amazon, which is fine because 99% of people shop on Amazon. It's 100%. Yes, 100%. Two-day shipping. Although I don't get two-day shipping up here in Alaska. but I bet not. <laughs> um, we just, we didn't have a lot of money to put in, like put into it basically. Sure. Yeah. But we wanted to get that, get it out there as a resource. Yeah. But we've been happy with, Amazon, I mean, it's pretty dang good quality. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it is. It's beautiful. It's a really good looking book. When did the book debut and how has it been going? It debuted the beginning of March. I was like, let me think about it. It was the beginning of March. It's been going really good. We were, we've been able to get into one school so far and do a reading there, which was so fun. I mean, Ryan took a day of leave and we went and we just read different classes all day long and then we walked out of there we were just being like oh my gosh that was the best day ever that was so fun we had to get into more schools because it was just amazing I mean the kids were so interactive and we were really worried because we read all the way from pre-k to sixth grade we're like oh these sixth graders they're gonna be like whatever but yeah. they were the best I mean they're just like oh yeah I moved and blah, 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 you know and yeah it was awesome so I it's been going that. really good so it it was March of this year Oh, wow. So not that long ago then. No. Oh my gosh. So almost two months. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Oh, I didn't realize that it was, that it was that new. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. Well, I think that that's really interesting to think about as like, you know, from kindergartner and being worried about sixth graders being like, I don't know, but I think that it, what's cool about it is I think it's almost like a conversation piece, like people, cause we all want to share, right? Like we all want to yeah. share our experiences and whatnot. And so it's almost like a conversation starter. Like, oh yeah, I've had to move too. And did it, you know, like, I think that's really cool. I love that. It was awesome. I mean, we kids are like, oh, I broke both of my arms on our PCS and my mom was oh my so God. mad. And then 
we had another girl was like, oh, my last house was haunted. We had ghosts. And we're like, oh my gosh. So I mean, it rained. Our discussions rained all day. And it was just amazing and hilarious. And like, yeah. I love the little kindergartners because they just have no filter. It will just tell you everything. I know. Oh my gosh. That's so true. I, I often wonder as a teacher, the things that you hear, because I'll hear my kids say things sometimes. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You mean, cause it like, it sounds really bad. And I'm like, hold on a second. Like that's, that's not, <laughs> what is the age range of who this, who you wrote this book for? Like what's the target kind of audience? Like three to 10 is our target our audience. But I mean, even my even the six years they're like what 12 they listened to it and it brought up conversations because in the back of the book we have like for the older kids moving day discussion prompts with the family so you can talk about like hey I really liked this when we lived here but I'm really excited about whatever at your next location yeah but then we also have coping prompts for them so they can show you how they feel by the faces that are posted in the back of the book yeah so it's more of a visual thing where they can say this is how I'm feeling vice uh like having a discussion for the older yeah. kids yeah Correct. so so I'm just curious because I think that people really like to hear our stories so you were saying that and I can imagine actually we just talked about this beforehand so I was telling you that for our family we PCS from Washington State to Colorado last summer and COVID actually ended up being a blessing in that regard for us because I homeschooled my girls the year before we left because Washington schools were a disaster. And so they didn't have those super tight knit relationships with like, you know, with friends and stuff because they've been home with me for the year. So I think it made it easier for us to move out here. But then you have kind of the opposite experience where you were saying that you lived in housing in San Antonio and there were all these kids and they would go outside and play. And then you come to Alaska in the middle of a shutdown. And so they're literally, it's like the opposite for you. So what are some things- yeah. So you didn't have the book at this time, right? You, so what are some things that, that you found that were helpful for your kids to help them kind of navigate through and transition from that time? Well, just remind them like, Hey, this is not going to last forever. We're going to get out. We're going to make friends. Cause we homeschooled when we got to Alaska because it was a mess here too. We homeschooled yeah. last school year, which you can pay me to do that again Yeah, with all my kids. But so we're just like, you know what, once sports open up, you're going to get out there, you're going to make friends and just reminding them like, hey, it's going to be okay. Like, we're going to make friends again. We're going to build relationships. That life you had in, in San Antonio, it, you will get here, here. And finally, this year, you know, school's back in session. We're back to playing sports. Mm-hmm. And it's back to how we were when we were in San Antonio. The kids go outside and play all day. You know, they want to take their lunch outside again all day, you know? Yeah. So we just had to keep reminding them, okay, this this is not forever. Yeah. So I think that's that we did the same thing with our girls is we always try and give them something to look forward to on the other side. Like, I know we're going to miss all of our friends and we always would say we can video that like we can FaceTime or zoom with them whenever, but we try to give them something to look forward to it on the other end. So like our girls, we knew that we bought a house here in Colorado, which we don't always do, but it worked out for us here. Just the market is bananas. I know everybody's experiencing that everywhere and we're not located near a base. So on base housing is not an option for us. And so the caveat for the girls is they're like, we want a play set, which I understand wanting to have a play set because when we got shut down, they shut down the playground. Like you couldn't go to the playground in the neighborhood. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's 
crazy. So like, we want swings in the backyard. And I'm like, we can do swings in the backyard. We got it. So like, you kind of like have those little negotiations with them, which I think is funny. What are some of your top tips for, or uh, advice for parents with helping your kids transition smoothly during a PCS? What are some kind of like big big things? I always like to tell my kids right away when we move. Like, I mean, I feel like moving is always a topic of conversation in our house. Or, oh, we're moving in two years. Well, we're moving in one year. I wonder where we're going to go, you know? So I feel like every time my husband comes home, it's like, what? We've got an assignment. We tell the kids right away, okay, we're moving here. And then we're like, okay, what can we do when we say we go to Florida? What are we going to do when we get to Florida? Let's go to Disney. Let's go, you know, here. Let's go to the beach. Let's go do this. So we always like to tell them right away. I feel like Nobody wants to be told last minute that they're moving, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I would get irritated if my husband said, we're moving in two weeks. And I'd be like, what? Well, yeah. My kids are going to act the same way, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know? yeah. So we always like to tell them right away. And then we always love to have them help plan our PCS trip. Because it's like most of us move in the summertime. A lot of us do. Yeah. And so we don't really get that summer vacation. It's like moving is your summer vacation. Yeah. So it's like, all right, we're going to hit these cities. What can we find to do in those cities? Mm-hmm. Because just driving in the car for weeks is the worst. Yes. <laughs> so you can find like zoos. You can find children's museums. I just found out, I was following someone on Instagram, Joint Base Lewis McCord has a children's museum. Do they? I had no idea. That's what someone said. Huh. Okay. Uh, we were there. I mean, we, we used to go shopping at the commissary on McCord. It was like an hour drive for us. So we didn't go there very often, but oh I God. didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. We were oh, over we on the peninsula. Going. So yeah. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, you could hit up that. I'm not sure it doesn't cost money. And if it does, yeah. it's not that much. Yeah. yeah so yeah. just find to do on your road trip instead of just sitting in the car and sitting in a hotel. Yeah. Um, Like finding a, ho- a hotel that has an awesome pool, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just love that. Yes. We don't have a pool. Yes. Oh, the other one. Help them say goodbye is always a big one. I feel like the military member always gets the hail and farewell or the going away lunch. And us as moms are like, well, I'm going to go out with my friends one last time. Like, I'm going to go to lunch and say yeah. bye to my friends. But, like, what are we going to do for the kids? Like, yeah. And I was like, well, maybe we should just do. We started doing like one last play date. You just send out a mass text, say, hey, we're going to be at this park, meet us there, and just let the kids play for a little while before you leave. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Bring a box of popsicles. Yeah, that's a good idea. Do you guys have any idea where you're going to be going next for your, because you said you're probably moving next summer? Yeah. Yeah. So no, not necessarily. My husband wants to apply for a special duty. So if he gets that, then we kind of have an idea, but we're still waiting to hear. Yeah. So probably down to the lower 48. Like we'll never get overseas because we're EFMP. So somewhere down to the lower 48, which I'm fine with because I really miss Chick-fil-A and I really miss a lot of things. I feel you. I feel you. There was, when we were stationed in Washington, there, the closest Chick-fil-A was like, it was over the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. I mean, it was so far away. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know. It's so funny. The little things that you just like, I just need this little, can I just have this one creature comfort? I just want Chick-fil-A, which seems so silly, but you know what I mean? I, I totally get that. I saw a meme and it was like new wives are like, oh, I hope we have blah, 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 blah. And old wives are like, as long as I've got a Target, a Wi-Fi and Wi-Fi, you know, I'm good to go. And that's, 
it's, I feel like it exactly. kind of goes that way, right? Like your, your, what your wish list of like, can I just be close to something like some kind of civilization, you know? I've always wanted to visit Alaska. So have you guys had the opportunity to travel any through Alaska at all? A little bit. Last summer, we went, me and my husband just took a trip to Homer last summer, which was beautiful. We were like, we have to take the kids back there because the whole beach is just full of rocks. But we found like so many heart-shaped rocks and rocks. Oh. And I'm not even like an outdoorsy person, but we were like, oh, and we did a the Resurrection Bay tour, which you go out on the water for six hours. And it was gorgeous. I mean, we saw whales, we saw tons of animals. And, and it was a rainy day. We're like, oh, this is going to be awful, but it wasn't bad. What else did we do? We took the train to Whittier, which was fun. We've gone hiking. I'm just always afraid that a bear is just going to get me. <laughs> yeah. For, well, it's but, funny. I was going to say, if like on your Instagram, some of the wildlife encounters, like the, the moose running down the road, you know, like it's oh, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. we had a bear think, in our recycling bin the other night and we came out and the recycling bin was knocked over. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a bear somewhere. Where is it? Because <laughs> the bear got into my neighbor's trash last week. Oh my so gosh. Just, oh a little terrified, but yeah, Alaska sure. is beautiful in the summer. I mean, if you love snow, come in the winter, but if you just want a beautiful scenery, you need to come in the summer because it is gorgeous. Yeah. Just bring a jacket. Yeah, right. For sure. <laughs> I have a vision board and Alaska is on my vision board. I was really hoping that we were going to get there while we were stationed in Washington. I'm like, it's right there. But we got so shafted with COVID and everything getting shut down. Oh, like wow. we really lost out on a lot of travel opportunities while we were there. So I don't know. Who knows? We might get sent back there and then we'll be able to get up there. I don't know. We'll see. Day day is back open. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, Kim, thank you so much for um, taking the time to talk to us. And again, your book is It's Time to Say Goodbye and is available on Amazon and everybody should go check it out. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy you enjoyed the Unspoken Life of the Military Wife podcast. Please help us spread the word about this show by sharing it with a friend and leaving a written Apple podcast review. If you have any follow-up questions to this episode, you can send me an email at themillspousepodcast at gmail.com.